You're listening to the Mind Manual Podcast, Episode 21. What is self-confidence and how to get more of it? When we look at the model used in cognitive behavioural therapy and we try to insert where self-confidence might fit into, we could interpret it in a few different ways. It could be a fact or circumstance that you are self-confident. It could also sit in the results line where you bring about the outcome or result of being self-confident. The interpretation I want to focus on today is in classifying it as a feeling and we'll even refer to it as such. We say that we feel confident or we don't feel confident. So if self-confidence is a feeling that we have about ourselves, we need to question where does that feeling come from? Neuroscience has shown us how thoughts trigger electrical signals in the brain that propagate like waves along long threads called axons that form part of the connections between neurons. Neurons are nerve cells that send messages all over your body to allow you to do everything from breathing to talking, eating, walking and thinking. When the signal reaches the end of an axon, it causes the release of chemical neurotransmitters into the synapse that we feel as a physical effect in the body and we describe it as an emotion. So this tells us that it's our thoughts that create our feelings. Now that might seem like a simple statement or fact, but what I want to offer is that when you really get this, that it's only ever our thoughts that can create our feelings, it will truly be life-changing. Most of us think we need to change our circumstance or perform a certain action in order to change the way we feel. We also think that other people or external situations ultimately controls the way we feel. But if you were to truly apply this stunningly simple truth to your life, then you would come to realise that it's none of that. The only thing that can ever control or create my feelings are my thoughts. Once you really get this on an intellectual level, you will start to become very interested in what you are thinking by default because it's the underlying cause of all the emotional content of our life. Our thoughts are the cause and our feelings are their effect. It's a mind-body interaction that is literally controlling our life. Our experience of something is essentially being processed internally by the way we think which in turn creates the way we feel. So our thoughts and feelings make up our experience of something. If we didn't have a brain or body, then how could we perceive or experience anything? So we can't act our way into feeling confident. It may seem that way, but what's actually happening is that we go and insert a thought about the action that we're taking that then creates the feelings. It's not the action itself, so we can't act our way towards feeling confident. We need to deliberately choose the thoughts that will create the feeling of being confident. So often we'll try to prove our worth by doing the thing in the hope that we will feel confident. But if we don't have the thoughts that generate the feeling of confidence in ourselves, no amount of activity or external approval 
or validation will provide us with that confidence if we don't have it for ourselves. So if we're busy with negative self-talk and assigning the meaning that it's not good enough or we're not good enough in whatever we're doing, or in making it mean that we must be failing or we're not quite up to standard, then these thoughts are never going to create a feeling of self-confidence. If our internal thoughts have been dominated by a dialogue of put-downs in taking a result and making it mean that we must be less than or not worthy, it's the opposite of what is required in order to generate the feeling of self-confidence. This whole concept of having confidence in ourselves is an internal job. There is nothing out there in the external world that can give us the confidence and quality of relationship that we have with ourselves. Most of us are focused at looking to external factors, which includes our external appearance and achievements as a means of defining our worth, which we then go and equate with our confidence. But there are many examples of some of the most successful people that have achieved amazing external success. And there are millions of people who are gorgeous in how they look, but are terribly lacking in their own self-confidence. In fact, these external qualities will often exacerbate their feelings of insecurity as they seek attachment and reliance in how they look and perform as they struggle to keep hold of it and stay on top of the game. This incessant drive can often take the form of perfectionism in trying to prove their self-worth as they strive for perfection because they're thinking it's a measure of their own self-worthiness. All they can see is how others are more beautiful and more successful, which makes them feel less than. And so they never get to feel that self-confidence or enjoy their own beauty and achievements for what they are. It will forever elude them because they haven't realised where it all comes from. They think it comes from external qualities, which are largely outside of our control. The looks and talents and IQ we were born with have really nothing to do with us. They were granted to us at birth. So perfectionism is really a means of trying to justify to ourselves and prove to everyone else that we must matter if we can live up to society's ideals of what beauty and success is. We end up adopting these definitions and values of society as our own because we haven't explored for ourselves what we believe about ourselves. We don't have a sense of or foundation in already being enough and feeling valuable and worthy just as we are. I believe our worthiness was made complete for us at birth. It's already been given to us and we can take no credit for that. The mere fact that we were given passage into this world by being born as a human implies that we are worthy enough to be here by virtue of our creation. It's therefore an inherent quality that was handed to us with our very existence. And yet, we think it's something we need to go and earn or acquire. So what do we do with all this innate worthiness? Well, we are now left to exercise our creativity and our own free will about what we want to go and do with this fundamental inheritance and right to be here in being lovable and worthy just as we are. 
and being the human that we came into this world to be and experience. This part of our divine nature is never subject to a credit or debit system. So the act of being a perfectionist is really about not respecting or valuing the creation of our being. Instead, they think they have to go and spend their life proving they are worthy enough to be here. I guess that's the divine dichotomy that we were raised to believe. The almighty creator of all things that giveth with one hand and taketh from the other. This was a way of controlling the people of the time for those in a position of authority. To please the God that gave life to us and for those who didn't, we were taught they wouldn't earn their way back into heaven. And thus a vengeful, jealous and needy God was created who played the ultimate carrot and stick game of reward and punishment on behalf of the leaders at the time. I choose to believe that all life is a creation of a higher order of intelligence and is therefore 100% worthy in whatever form that is. This is something we should hold sacred about ourselves and not take the credit for, but to use it with respect and have reverence for it, to seize the opportunity and privilege that it is to experience this life and make of it what you will. The recognition that we were born on this earth makes us completely worthy in just being here as a person. This realisation is the cornerstone from which to build your confidence in yourself as a person. As simple as that sounds, most people spend their lives believing they are somehow less than, that they're not worthy enough, and everything they do or don't do is driven from this deep, feeling of being unworthy which is a lie it's a thought error i am no more worthy than you and you are no more or less worthy than any other person that has ever walked this earth arrogance is when we go and think that we are more worthy than someone else and then we look for evidence to prove they are less than and we are greater than unfortunately we mistake having confidence in a particular area or skill with the concept of having confidence in ourselves as a person. So because we might be confident in an activity or area of practice, somewhere along the way we conflated this with being confident in ourselves. As children, we don't do this because we have to learn everything as we grow up. So we don't start off in being confident with anything. We generally do a terrible job at learning to walk and talk. We keep falling down and babbling our way there. There is no association in not being able to do something with our inherent worth. And so we're not afraid to try anything. We're not afraid to fail at it over and over again because we don't go and make that mean that we mustn't be good enough as a person. The activity or capability to do something has nothing to do with our worthiness. It has been the conditioning through our collective society and cultural beliefs that taught us to equate our self-worth to the value of an activity that we do or level of mastery that we might achieve. If we achieved grade A's at school, we were better then and rewarded with certificates and approval because we developed an aptitude for performing at exams. This automatically implies that to be better than also meant that we must be better as a person. 
therefore reducing the worthiness of those that didn't perform at that task. And ever so slowly and insidiously, we started to get confused between the two in having confidence in doing something compared to having self-confidence in our worthiness as a person until we were old enough to fear this association. We gave up our earlier childhood disposition of giving everything a go and continuing to fail at something until we learned how to do it. And we traded that in for being afraid to try anything because we now go and make that mean that we must be less than as a person. This lack of self-confidence we were programmed with would have to be the biggest limiting belief that holds us back. It undermines everything we do in life. Developing a renewed sense of self-confidence would have to be one of the most important things that we could do in our life because it will affect every single area of it. The other element that has contributed to the erosion of our self-confidence and worthiness is the belief that other people can control the way that we feel. This is another thing that we were taught growing up. We were told not to hurt Johnny's feelings or we would get in trouble for making Johnny cry. This assumes that we and everyone else has all the control over poor Johnny's emotions, making Johnny the powerless victim who is at the effect of everyone else. Neuroscience disproves this theory. It has shown us how the mind is able to perceive and create our experience through thought. It's the electrical impulses of thought which release a flurry of neuropeptides and neurotransmitters to generate a physiological response throughout our body that we feel as an emotion. Emotions are the primary source of our motivation and fuel for doing anything. Everything we go and do in life, we do for the way it will make us feel. When we achieve or acquire or do the thing. We are motivated by the emotions we want to feel, but we're not taught how emotions are created or where they come from. In the absence of any education around this, we are led to believe that it is our external circumstances that creates our feelings, which places our emotional content outside of our control, including our self-confidence. This is a scary proposition and way to live. When you consider that we're not in control of most things that happen out there in the world, it therefore follows that you are always going to be at the emotional effect and control of the world around you, which is a frightening proposition to be in a perpetual state of uncertainty, wondering what the world is going to dish up to you next, of which you can't control ever. We may try and delude ourselves in thinking we can control all the people and therefore gain some control over our emotions, but this is just a form of manipulation that will never last, not for long. It's a broken model that will never really work. And we wonder why we feel miserable, stressed out and anxious as we attempt to gain some semblance of control with our external world. So we don't have to be at the effect and feel this way anymore. How difficult is it going to be to have confidence in yourself when you feel out of control in the world around you? We need to start fully living into this simple, stunning truth that it's only ever our thoughts that can create our feelings and then 
take full ownership and responsibility for that. When we can truly embrace this, we will start to see how we are the only ones who can ever control our feelings, regardless of what's happening out there. We have a mind that can perceive and reason in a million different ways. We also have the power to exercise free will and choice. And with these two mechanisms, we can start to create and choose our thoughts more consciously and deliberately. We can choose to assign whatever meaning we want to make of anything. We can also choose to look at something in so many different ways. We have this ability through the rational, deductive, higher thinking part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. So we get to choose the thoughts that will create the feelings we want to have. This is where our true power lies, in consciously curating the experience you want to have by lining up all the thoughts that will create the emotions that you want fueling your actions. So if you want that feeling of self-confidence to fuel the way you show up, then you need to get to work in firstly coming to your own realisation of the truth that we were born 100% worthy. This part of our inherent divine nature is not negotiable. It was given to us through our creation and passage on earth. It's part of who we are. It's not something we should go and conflate with having confidence in doing a particular task at the level of activity or in the possessions you hold for the short time we have here on earth. The second thing we need to do is eavesdrop on all the thoughts you currently have about yourself because this is what's responsible for the way you feel about yourself. Once you've uncovered those thoughts, you need to decide whether you want to keep treating yourself that way and take full responsibility for the way you have made yourself feel despite whatever anyone else has said or done to you. We use a five-step process helping you to unravel your thoughts so that you can create the feelings you want to fuel the actions you take in order to produce a certain result in your life. And if you want to make a start with this, you can join a free week-long webinar event where we go and unravel the components of stress, anxiety, and burnout. I then take you through some live coaching calls to show you how to apply it all to your particular situation or circumstance so that you can see how it all works in action. You can sign up for free by going to themindmanual.com. I'd love for you to join me as we unravel it all together. So I hope to see you soon and thanks for listening.